This is Lauren Alexander. And I'm Jeff Odom. And you're listening to the Groove Lab Podcast. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is a podcast all about the people who make up the music industry. And today we got to interview Minnie Murphy. Minnie Murphy. Yeah, we got to talk about um, her brand new single, Get Over It. And the struggles of being a singer-songwriter in Nashville while being a mom. Yes, she just had a baby. Little, what was his name? Phoenix? Phoenix Valentine. Valentine. <laughs> oh, my God. A year and a half. And so the interview all the ins and outs of what it takes to be a singer-songwriter. I think you will really enjoy this interview. And we got to talk to her about her family and all the musicians that she has in her family and her, her sister, Jamie O'Neill, a singer-songwriter herself. Yeah, which is very cool. Very cool. Before we jump into this interview, I just got to give a big thank you to our friends at Kaiser Musical Products. They are the best, and we appreciate them so much for sponsoring the podcast this season. Not only that, the love and support that they give us with our own music, you know, they're just wonderful people there. I hope everybody goes and supports Kaiser. Honestly, yes. And um, we're, we're very excited for them and very proud of the work that they're doing. So, good job. Good job. Based in East Texas. Yep. They're family. Uh, but let's jump into this interview with Minnie Murphy. Enjoy. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Minnie Murphy. And um, yeah, I grew up in the Northwest um, in a town called Bellingham. And lots of evergreen trees and right by the ocean and everything. and my dad, my mom and dad made their living playing music in the uh, local bars. And, and um, so I grew up surrounded by music and uh, my dad plays guitar and my mom plays piano. And um, I just knew early on that that's what I wanted to do. I felt like there's so much magic and power in music and you can reach so many people and kind of be and say do anything you want if you know if you take that route and it's just a constant learning thing you know new instruments getting better at songwriting and so many different things you can work on constantly and I just was fascinated by it at an early age um and uh so we I started flying to Nashville with my dad in high school and writing with people in in town and um and also writing at home with my mom and and by myself started playing piano when I was like 10 and um once we got like five songs I felt like I was ready to record we recorded those and my dad got that to Sony and they heard it and um flew Cliff Audrich out from the A&R department to, to our hometown and I sang for him and ended up getting that deal and as a senior in high school but um so I moved to Nashville like a year later and uh Sony merged with RCA and I lost my deal and never got to put out my album or anything but so 
after that, I just kind of started waiting tables and keeping my chops up around town, playing piano bars and just different bands and things. And, and uh, got another deal. Same thing kind of happened. The investor shut the label down and so I went back to waiting tables and everything. And, um, but I was always playing and writing, you know, I never stopped because I love it, you know, and, um, and really just kind of exploring different genres, not just country, but doing like jazz and uh, some rock stuff and R&B. And, um, and there were some good things that happened along the way. Uh, I got it to be in a movie that was one of my first songs that I wrote. The jazz song and uh and then um what movie was it on it's called redemption road starring uh michael clark duncan luke perry who they both passed away but it came out in, in 2010 but um so little things getting sing back up for martina mcbride and then also like working with my sister jamie o'neill like getting to do stuff with her and um they, those those things kind of helped me never give up you know and but after that second deal fell through I went back to waiting tables and and then I just kind of thought you know hey I'm I'm a writer I'm not gonna give up you know so I I went to Evergreen and talked to Johnny Morris and he he gave me a deal just to write songs for him. And um, I felt really great about that. It was the first time I kind of did something without my dad. <laughs> Cause my dad always managed me, but, and he really did a great job. You know, he's, he's a professional musician too, but it felt great to get that publishing deal on my own. And, and that's where I'm at still. And, um, and also just to sort of, work on myself as a writer, writing for other people and um, thinking about what other artists might want, you know, instead of myself, I think was good for me. And But through the course of being there, my publishers always asked me to record songs from his old catalog. And, and so I found myself with a collection of songs and he'd also ask us to write certain song titles and and that's what this single is the get over it is a song title that his partner wanted to write and so we came up with that throwback style and just kind of a song about you know doing whatever you can to get over the heartbreak you know and even though there's going to be consequences you'll deal with it later you know right now you just want to numb the pain and so I just really found myself listening to that song every morning and drinking my coffee and smoking a cigarette or whatever, <laughs> trying off and on doing that. But anyway, like that song just felt like, I think going through the pandemic, like made me want to hear that old style of country. I don't know. And, and becoming a mom too, like that familiar nostalgic, kind of just 
understated, humble feeling of just that old timey old friend. Feels like an old friend, you know, like stuff I'd hear in the station wagon, you know, that my dad would play, you know. And um I think like all those kinds of rootsy feelings made me just wanna I mean, I always had the idea of doing a classic country album and it's a little bit of that, but um, there's also some other stuff going on in, in the project, but um, so I just kind of, it was sort of uh, just a pile of demos that we decided to make into an album and we upgraded it all with I played piano on a couple things and we added steel guitar and got it remixed and everything. And is piano your main instrument of choice? Yeah, <laughs> I play a little guitar, but. But you write all your songs on the piano? No, actually I write a lot on, on the guitar, but I just consider myself better on piano. <laughs> Yeah, it's easier to just take a guitar to a write. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and I think for playing writing country songs, it's kind of more guitar driven. But um I feel more piano's my first instrument, so if I need to figure out a chord, I, I go to the piano because I understand it better. <laughs> yeah. Did you go on tour with your sister? No. I never went on tour with her, but we've done, we got to do like the Jay Leno back when it was Jay Leno <laughs> and the Grand Old Opry and, uh, and we write together a lot. And uh, so I've got, and I've recorded on her albums and stuff, I was singing back up. I, was I, was, I saw her in concert south of Austin several years ago, and I wasn't sure if you're singing on stage with her or not. So that's why I was kind of, kind of wondering. No, yeah. I mean, I can't remember. I, I have, there's been so many different things. I mean, we just sang at this uh, Rama drama thing and she called me up on stage and I had my son with me and I couldn't find his dad at the moment. <laughs> so I had to take him up on stage. I was holding him and singing with Jamie and well, we made it work. <laughs> so yeah, we're always singing together and writing whenever we can and stuff, so. That's so cool. Well, speaking of your son, you have a brand new one-and-a-half-year-old. I see his little Elmo doll right behind you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to know about uh, how becoming a mother has has impacted you and changed you as as a songwriter and as a human being. Yeah, well... Like they say, it's the best thing that ever happened, you know. Um, I find it funny that people think that, you know, you have to kiss your dreams goodbye and, you know, whenever you become a parent. But because for me, he gave me such a confidence. And for years, I've always felt like nothing is good enough and I've never finished anything and followed through. But I think becoming a mother, like, I feel like I've already won, you know, like no matter what happens with anything, I'll be okay because I got him, you know, 
And so everything else is like, it just kind of, it gives me a better perspective. And um, I don't, and plus I want to leave something behind for him, you know, that he can, when he gets older, he can listen to and be like, that's my mom. And I want to leave an example for him to keep following his dreams, no matter how old he gets. Yeah, it became important for me to, you know, finally do something and not just because I think with all the record deals not working out and all these recordings never being released, I, I, I kind of felt like it, it wasn't good enough. And I just didn't want to let myself do that this time. And because um, I always feel like nothing's good enough, you know, and I just think. He he gave me that confidence to to um, just not beat myself up so much, and you know, like just do something, get it out there, and keep moving. You know, um, so he's he's the best, <laughs> and he's on the project I recorded him right after he first said "Mama." Um, I wrote a song for him and brought him into the studio and so he's on there Mama. oh my gosh that's so sweet and he's making all these high squeaky noises that for a while it would make me cry every time I heard it but I've gotten to where I can listen to it now without crying but <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so so what advice could you possibly give to um those who are, you know, struggling as songwriters and singers trying to figure it out like you have been, you know, the ups and downs being a musician is, can be gut-riching at times because there's so much uncertainty out there. Is there any advice you could give to those who are listening that are wanting to get into the trade or are currently in the trade? Yeah, I would just say, don't criticize yourself too much, you know, especially when you're writing a song, um, get it out, you know, because I feel like we're always trying to do the best thing, which is great. Always do your best, but it's just one song. And so if it's not everything that encapsulates you as an artist, that's okay. It's just one side of yourself, you know? So maybe this is your funny up-tempo and your quirky whatever. And then, and then if you feel like, oh, it's too cheesy, like, no, that's fine. It, that's one song. And then you can write your powerful, meaningful, deep heart wrencher the next time, you know? But so try not to criticize yourself as you create and then just keep doing it. Like the more you do it, the better you get. Just like anything else, I think it's like a, a muscle. It's a brain and a spirit muscle of just opening up, letting things flow. And and um, I think that can come from anywhere, you know, like if you're, if you want to try poetry or one time I did like the amateur comedy night and I just, I wrote like a little six minute comedy thing and doing stuff like that stimulates that same part of your brain you know if anything that you can think of like writing down 
quotes or or like my fiance he'll take pictures of things and I'll I'll get inspired by that and try to write like something to that or just whatever you can do to keep yourself um, enjoying life and and inspired you know that all goes into it as well as a songwriter um so just following your <laughs> having fun you know have fun with it i think is important <laughs> and don't give up i guess <laughs> don't give up yeah. yeah i mean i think you know the best artists don't really concern themselves with failure or success, you know, because if you love it, then that's the success is like, wow, look what I did that I think is great, you know, and, and then somebody else will think it's great too. And, um, but really we do it because we love it. You know, we're fans of music. We're fans of, of art, you know, so we want, we want to create, because you know, may just you may want to draw because you love what the color green is, you know, or you may want to sing just because you love that melody. So it comes from a place of just loving the craft, you know, loving the way the piano sounds or the guitar or, or the sound of words or whatever, you know, just so I think if you're a fan and you stay interested in other people and then that helps too. <laughs> no, that's great. I appreciate that. I've been kind of struggling with trying to keep motivated as a musician, you know, because of the ups oh, and yeah. downs and the traveling and the shows and it can get overwhelming. And yeah. sometimes it almost feels like, you know, even though you love it, you know, there are some mm -hmm. times where you kind of start wondering if you really do love it because there's so oh, many, yeah. you know, there's, you're asking yourself, why am I doing this? You know, why don't I have a nine to five job sitting behind a desk? They would be so much, I would be so much happier doing that. But, you know. Yeah. I think that's when you take a step back and yeah. you, I, I mean, I think if you did take a step back, you'd realize how much you actually do love it. You know, I think sometimes yeah. it's so easy to get burnt out. So easy. I take breaks. Yeah, I take breaks from it for sure. Because if you get too much in your head about certain aspects, you know, I mean, I'll get into cooking for a while or gardening or, um, you know, you have to have a well-rounded life. Yeah, you have to live. Yeah, yeah, you find things to fill your cup. And yeah, and then I don't know. But... I mean, I feel. I totally know what you mean because it's a lot of work, especially for performing and it's a physical thing. You know, you need a lot of sleep. You got to be in good health, you know? So if you're not, I mean, a lot of times I feel like I didn't get enough sleep, you know, <laughs> I'm a mom and getting older and it's hard to wear the high heels or whatever, you know, <laughs> but like, Taking care of yourself. Um, there's a lot of things you can do to reignite 
your passion, you know, and I think that it doesn't have to be music. It could be like just walking in the yard. I found a turtle in the yard and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> we, don't, we don't really see turtles a lot. It was like the second time I've seen a turtle in my yard. But it's like, wow, you know, this is a beautiful world. How long have you There's been so in much Nashville? going on. Huh? How long have you been in Nashville? Oh, um, 18 years. 18 years, okay. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. We are so excited to be teaming up with Kaiser Musical Products for this season of the Groove Lab podcast. Kaiser is a family-owned and operated guitar accessories company, proudly made in East Texas and globally recognized for their world-famous quick-change capos. Guaranteed with a lifetime warranty, Kaiser capos are ready for anything that the road throws at them. And they offer a variety of colors, patterns, and styles to suit every player and every personality. So no matter where you are in your musical journey, there's a Kaiser capo just for you. Go to kaisermusical.com and use our code GROOVE at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's G-R-O-O-V-E at kaisermusical.com. Kaiser, fostering collaboration and creativity to share the power of music. Well, let's talk about your new single, Get Over It. I downloaded it today, and I absolutely love it. Oh, thanks. So it's available on Apple, and what other services can we find your music on? I think it's available on all those streaming platforms, um, Spotify and wherever you prefer to get music. Um, <laughs> I miss the old days of, like, CDs, personally. But. I do, too, uh, but now my, my car does not even have a CD player. Oh. You cut off. Oh, there you are. Yeah, my car does not even have a CD player, and it's the worst. Yeah, I know. I like tangible things. Same. But yeah, it's available on all the intangible outlets. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even list them all. There's so many. Everything's so confusing now. I don't know. Well, what about your upcoming? You have a an album coming out. Yes, and it's called Evergreen. Yeah, it's called Evergreen, just like the company I write for. But I love that word so much and what it means about things that never get old, like like that kind of style of country. To me, never gets old. And um, also growing up in the Northwest with the evergreen trees. um, I just love that word. And so wrote a song on the on the evergreen album called evergreen as well it's all about those kinds of country songs and and nature and and then um there's a song i wrote for my son and uh, also a song that my publisher wrote that's like really throwback country and then um we got just you know your heartbreak and your love song <laughs> in there too. And um, I also wrote a song about coming from a musical family and that's called The Pick Didn't Fall Too Far From The Strings. And 
<laughs> it's like the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. Kind of like growing up watching my dad set up to play at the local tavern or the Moose Lodge or whatever, getting to get up on stage. And um, so, and he played on that song too. So that was special. So it's an album of kind of like family stuff and old school country and, uh, the single that is out right now is the first song on the collection. And it's kind of about just drowning that heartbreak, you know, in the whiskey. And I think it's kind of a vibe thing, you know, but I can relate to, uh, you know, that self-saboteur that um, does whatever it wants just to get the instant gratification, you know? and get that relief from the from the heartache and so it's that archetype of the self-saboteur with the parent I don't know this psychologist I really like says we all have that part of ourselves that does that and then so you know if you're really going through it and you and you want to get wasted <laughs> You know, you'll deal with it later, but you're doing it just to kind of get through that moment. And so it's kind of about that, you know. And uh, so when is the album going to be released? Um, hopefully this year is what we're going for. Um, of course, time flies and we're still <laughs> everything's been kind of pushed back. But we did this all throughout the pandemic too and so there's been a lot of changes um a lot of things stalled but we're still moving we're, we've got it all mastered but um we're gonna work this single a little longer and and then come out with a couple more and then hopefully have the whole album released in the winter time it's kind of a winter album so well, awesome. I mean, I mean, you're a mom, you had a child during the pandemic, and you are finishing an album. You have your hands pretty full. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I got like, I did two other interviews today, and I'm hoping I didn't say the same thing, or like, if I already said something twice to you guys, but <laughs> I'm like, you're good. You're doing and I'm great. supposed to do this live stream later, but tonight at 9.30, doing a little live stream acoustic show awesome but well where can we find you online and do you have like merch available um i have a little splash page up minimurphymusic.com and then my instagram is minimurphymusic facebook is minimurphymusic and i just got on the tiktok and i haven't done any tiktok yet <laughs> i'm kind of old i don't know I'm a nerd, <laughs> but um, uh, the merch, we don't really have any merch yet, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But I have some photos awesome. and I can find those and send them to you or whoever wants one. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I'm excited. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course.
Hey, everybody, I'm Minnie Murphy, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Groove Lab. Make sure you stay groovy.